As of today, Tuesday, the 20th of December, the manufacturer and import for sale of single-use plastics is now banned, or this list of single-use plastic items, like, for example, straws, stir sticks, checkered bags, ring carriers. All of these sorts of products are now banned. At least the manufacturer and the import of these products is banned. There's still another year to go before the sale of these items will be prohibited. So this is meant to, quote, allow businesses in Canada enough time to transition and to deplete their existing stocks. But this this is a lot of pressure and a lot of confusion for businesses uh, to try to figure out what's changing, what it means for them, what it means for the customers, what kind of alternatives we have available. I mean, all of these products have a purpose. So you don't make the purpose go away by banning the item. So what alternatives do we have to checkout bags? Or to plastic cutlery, or the ring carriers uh, that are used on cans, for example. And what is all of this going to achieve? So, some serious questions around all of that. I mean, obviously, look, the uh, issue of plastic waste, and, and in particular, plastic pollution in the oceans, uh, those, uh, that's a serious issue. Are, are there better ways of addressing that? Well, someone who's uh, written extensively uh, about this particular issue is Kenneth Green. He is a senior fellow with the Fraser Institute, FraserInstitute.org. Dr. Green, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Good to be with you again. Okay, so, I mean, we knew this date was coming. Obviously, uh, nothing surprising about the fact that we're now into this phase of the, uh, the government's plan. But are we accomplishing anything? Is anything improved as of today? Um, only the the options for gift giving to send people in Canada, yeah. uh, because now a, a, a low cost item that you could acquire outside of Canada, we had great gifts or stocking stuffer for your Canadian okay. friends, some drinking straws, some plastic forks, things like that. Um, yeah. But no, seriously, uh, you know the ban on single use plastics in Canada might actually be a poster child for bad public policy. Um, it it, uh, it it really hits all of the low points. Of, of profoundly bad policy. It takes a small problem, small but real problem, um, and exaggerates it to impose really large regulatory burdens across the entire population. Uh, the costs of the rules and the changes are already known and admitted by the government to be higher than the benefits to be received, either in economic benefits or environmental benefits. The alternatives that you were talking about are actually known to be more harmful, generally speaking, to the environment uh, and to human health than the actual plastic, single-use plastics being replaced. Um, and then there are knock-on effects, which is that Canada also happens to have a promising and nascent um, petrochemical industry and plastics industry right. that will be uh, harmed by this kind of thing. Therefore, the economic benefits of that will be reduced. Uh, and, of course, Canadians will simply have less choice in consumer products um, and we'll have to deal with the consequences of that. I, one of the one of the quotes leading up to this, this uh, segment was that uh, there will be alternatives that are better better for the environment, such as glass and metal um, uh, containers. And I'm wondering what which which planet those people are living on, because in no analysis that I've ever seen is metal or glass uh, superior to the for in terms of environmental benefits than single use plastic containers, plastic bottles. Yeah. So. Uh, it's really, it's, it's a profoundly bad policy. 
Right. Now, I should note as well that um, in 2025, we will uh, also ban the export of these plastics. So you mentioned the petrochemicals industry. I mean, there at least is now the opportunity to export to other markets, but that will end in uh, in a few years, too. Uh, let me mention this stat to you, and, and this speaks to where there are some legitimate issues. Uh, so, for example, as Environment Canada says... Uh, there is at least 3 million tons of plastic waste that Canadians generate each year, and only 9% of that is recycled. So where does it rank in terms of our environmental challenges, and to what extent does this policy even go about addressing that? No, so that's a great question. Um, but in the, the bigger context, we have to step back, which is uh, the, the Environment Canada and the government also acknowledge that 99% of all plastic materials that flow through the economy are disposed of safely. That is, they're disposed of in a way that does not cause environmental harm or harm to other people. Um, Most of that is indeed in landfills, which is the traditional way humans have disposed of things since we started using tools millions of years ago. Um, But um, part of it is is recycled. And this is a a critical question regarding Canada's plastics policy, which is the main thrust of the policy seems to be to change the destination of plastics from landfills to recycling. And that, that's, a, that's a, a, a conscious decision on the part of the government to choose a different endpoint for plastics. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the evidence is that it won't lead to an improvement in environmental protection or human health. It'll only lead to higher costs uh, and um, possibly actually unintended consequences of more bulk waste rather than less. Well, that's the thing. If our landfills are just as full five years from now than they are today, then I don't know what we've necessarily achieved. But you do draw an important distinction, just to reemphasize the point, uh, that if we say, okay, only 9% uh, of that is recycled, there's a big difference between something ending up in a landfill or something ending up, you know, in nature, in, in a forest or in the ocean, right? I mean, we've got to draw a pretty big distinction there. Yes, we, we have, we, we have a, a very long history of developing technology. Uh, for what are called, um, uh, perhaps uh, o- overly generously, sanitary landfills. But uh, landfill technology has evolved to contain waste away from the environment. And it's 90%, of, it's, it, it, I won't say 90% because I don't have that number specifically. It is, however, generally safe. I mean, you rarely ever hear now of landfill issue items winding up causing harm in the environment. Uh, it's a safe, known containment technology. And it, you know, it should not be equated with, well, we're just throwing this out there. It's going to wind up in the, in the uh, plastic patch in the ocean. Uh, that is, that is uh, eminently not the case. Uh, the plastics going to landfills in Canada will not wind up in the environment uh, 99% of the time. Right. So what does a more sensible policy look like? And I guess maybe first and foremost is determining what a policy objective is. It is to reduce overall waste. Is it to encourage alternatives? Is it to encourage recycling? I mean... I guess that's step one, figuring that part out. Well, yes, and, and I, I mean, I, I've written before that I think uh, part of the issue is we should be focusing on uh, literally where the rubber meets the road, which is littering, uh, mm-hmm. and how the pla- what, what the share, what we can do to, to reduce the share of plastics, the tiny pl- share of plastics that is getting into the environment, right. uh, by improving the way we handle municipal wastes and we handle trash. Not necessarily forcing people to recycle in, in their bins better, but the mechanical systems of making sure we actually get everything into containers, into trucks, into the landfills, and interred uh, safely, efficiently, and affordably so that people want to do it, right? We want to get the incentives straightened out so that people want to dispose of their plastics 
in a way that is benign for the environment and for people. Uh, and and I, I think that's where where they should be asking what reasonably the federal government can do in that um, in that context. I'm not sure there is much. It's really a local and municipal uh, issue more than it is a federal one. But I would say that's really where we should be paying the most attention, um, and only secondarily and tertiarily to the question of if we're not going to, to focus on just getting it to a landfill safely, what should we do with it? Should we recycle it? Should we incinerate it? I think there's actually huge promise in incineration of trash to energy, uh, including plastics, which can be done now safely and with controlled emissions. Uh, that, that is not usually on the table for Canada's government because incineration is not a is not looked upon favorably as an end point for right. waste. Uh, and I think that should be reconsidered. But uh, I think those are where they ought to be going rather than the single-use plastic ban uh, and uh, taking away people's pet spork. Now, here's a question, too. I mean, you know, sometimes when, when bad policies get implemented, we realize they were bad or ill-conceived, and we, we switch gears and we, we go in a different direction. I would imagine that once we've implemented all phases of this, the ban on manufacture and import, the ban on the sale, the ban on export, that a lot of the damage will be done. This is going to be hard to uh, get out of if we decide to at some point. Well, that's right. And, and in fact, it's one of those things that I wish I, I was more talented at making means because <laughs> we have a lot of these kind of regulations where the government passes a regulation and it doesn't work. It does not achieve its stated end. And I want to have a meme where somebody looks at them and says, so you're going to repeal that now, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, the, the government looks back as if to ask, repeal? Are you joking? And, and this is a real problem. We have governments that lay on regulation after regulation after regulation. Not only do they not work, but they actually provide, uh, they, they actually cause harm, uh, and yet they never get removed. And so, yes, this, this ban is troubling because of the precedent it sets uh, and the momentum it will build for more bans because uh, regulators always face pressure to expand their sphere of regulation. Uh, and so the, the, it's, it's troubling that, that um, this is going into effect and, and it's going to actually be implemented um, despite all of the people observing the problems with the plan. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to see how it gets undone in the future. On the other hand, uh, governments do change. That's true. We'll see where this all goes from here. Appreciate the perspective, the insight. Uh, Kenneth, thanks for joining us here today. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.